Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. We're doing this live on a Thursday morning. Don't do this very often in the morning, but J-Bone had some family time last night. Oh, I clicked the wrong banner. My God. There it is. Not good, J-Bone. Not good. All right. Here we go. And as we can see, J-Bone has not had enough coffee yet today. So... No, we're we're okay. We're all right. We're discussing last night's AEW Dynamite Fallout from Revolution this past Sunday. This is really uh, a turning of the page moment for the company again. We're getting a lot of fresh starts. We're getting... Um, just, it's a whole lot of new in this episode of Dynamite. But before we do that, you know what we do? We smash that like button. We smash that sub button. We ring that bell for notifications. If you're watching live on Twitch, you can cheer bits. You can sub. You can gift subs. You can do all that stuff. And for your bone on the go, the audio portion of Smash This Podcast is on anchor.fm forward slash Smash This Podcast. And it spreads it out all over the place. It really has become a great addition to the building of Smash This Podcast. The numbers are slowly growing. It's great to see. It's starting to pop up all over the place. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Podbean. It's on CastBox and, and Bull Run and, and Rebel Radio, all these different places. So there's a great chance wherever you get your audio, who knows where it'll pop up next? Who knows? Oh, Verbal, that's another new format that it's popping up on. We got Zach in here. We got Terrence. Joey Z. Sounds like a sounds like an old school like mafia name or something. It's Joey Z. Look out for Joey. This one was absolutely bonkers, folks. Um we started out, and I, I'll admit, I was not awake enough for this um, this first match. My God, what an amazing first match coming out of Revolution. We had Phoenix with uh, Pack out there because they won the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. At Revolution. 
Zach Bonifer with all sorts of crazy emojis. I don't even know what that is. What is that? Is that? Oh, that's Bravo. That's hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> throw up all the emojis. Oh, yeah. Um, Phoenix and Pac, because they won the Casino Battle Royal, uh, tag team Casino Battle Royal at Revolution, which was just batshit bonkers to watch. So much fun. Great they got all those tag teams in there. Uh, versus Matt Jackson, one half, of course, of the Young Bucks with Nick out there at his side. What a crazy way to um, start this one off. Gary's Movie Emporium showed up in the chat. What is up, brother? I th he says, I think I may go back and watch. I feel like I owe it to Christian. Huge fan of this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll get to that. Christian does have a big part in this uh, later in the show. Critical Sting's in here. What's up? So, Phoenix. Phoenix wins this one, folks. Quite, uh, I'm going to call this the upset just because of, uh, you know, so much that happened on Sunday. But these two really went to war. And they even had collateral damage on the outside of the ring, too, to Nick and Pac as well. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that, True Colors. We'll get to that. It says, Impact paid for the bomb. He beat me to it. Yeah, that was that was cute. Um, and that's, that's in the segment that happened next here. You had, uh, some, so, so some of the fallout and look, I, you know, this is all tongue in cheek. I'm not going to, and I, I've, I've said my piece on this whole thing, you know, as far as the, the whoops that happened at the pay-per-view, it was supposed to be bigger, the controversy, it was going to be interesting to see what happened here, what they were going to say on this uh, edition of Dynamite coming out of the end of uh, Revolution and that um, that death match, the barbed, the, the exploding <laughs> barbed wire death match. Um, so we have the uh, rekindling of some old, uh, old, old, um, old uh, road running buddies. We had Mox hanging out with Eddie, sharing some uh, some drinks. And Eddie uh, talks about what happened. And it was basically just, just to paraphrase here, short and sweet, what happened to Eddie at the end of that in the, the discussion of, okay, how, how is he going to explain the overselling and for those on audio i'm using my quote fingers over selling of everything that happened at the end and he said uh, to, to sum it up real quickly he said it was like a, a, a it was basically ptsd from back when he was in jail and he blacked out it was a panic attack and that's that's what happened. So I mean, and then that's a that's a real thing. 
that's a real thing that can happen, honestly. So, I mean, it was a, it was a nice little way of explaining that. You can laugh at it. You can say, okay, whatever. You know, I'm not going to overthink this. Oh, that coffee's good. Um, look, it is what it is. And then, uh, you know, Mox threw his two cents into as well as uh, as they already stated in the chat that Impact must have paid for the bombing. Uh, you know, talking about um, uh, Don Callis. You know, so um, whatever. You ch little chuckle there. Uh, blame it on them. You know, you could say uh, Kenny, uh, and uh, it's it just furthers what uh, Tony Khan said at the uh, the scrum, talking about uh, you know there was a fizzle, you know there's <laughs> where is the kaboom? You know, it's 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 just tongue in cheek uh, explaining that you know, blame it on. Um, Don Callis and what happened. So uh, maybe a little jab at Impact, you know, and that and that's how this whole thing back and forth between um, Impact and AEW has gone, you know, little jabs at Impact. But it just, it keeps the war going. It could have happened that something is going to happen between, even more between AEW and Impact. Well, that remains to be seen. We'll get into that. We'll get into that because we get we get a reveal later that I absolutely cannot wait for next week. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, True Color says, I mean, if you had to pick three people to save this, Kenny, Mox, and Eddie ain't bad. Yeah, I mean, they they did what they did. You know, and they and they throw they were they were big enough to throw, you know, jokes at it later on in the show. So um, I feel like, you know, they didn't go out of their way to um, embarrass themselves. You know, I felt like uh, Kenny in the promo later actually uh, did a great job of that later. So. <laughs> Zach Potiphar says, blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a classic. Enter Millie Vanilli. Um, so, yeah, uh, nice little promo here. Uh, it's, and Eddie showing how tough he is with his hand over the flame. It was, it was funny. So, yeah, Impact played for the... Paid for the bomb. I wrote down LOL. Uh, next, we get Cody Rhodes out there. Just just tough guy Cody Rhodes. You know, he's banged up. He keeps going. He had a a, a, a very short match. I, I wrote down squish as as we do here on Smash This Podcast. It wasn't – you couldn't even call it a squash. It was a squish because it was a little, a little squash. Uh, versus uh, someone new to my eyes, Seth Gargas. Uh, he's, he's Owen two on dark. Apparently he's been in some tag teams. I believe that's what they said or some tag matches. I should say. Um, so, so Cody's out there with Arn Anderson. Cody takes care of him with very little offense. 
And um, so he gets another win. He gets another win, whatever. And and then uh, uh, Tony Tony Skiavone comes out to interview him, and they're so rudely interrupted um, by Pentagon and uh, Alex. I I apologize. I, I see him every week on um, you know BTE Sammy Guevara's vlog. The, the pre-show going into Dynamite that I watch uh, uh, well, almost every week, you know, just to see who he brings out for interviews and such with, uh, what's her name, Dasha? I, I can't think of her name. Um, but Alex, uh, someone in the chat, pop it up, please, because uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is. So he's basically translating uh, about half of the promo for Pentagon and they make their way down to uh, down to the ring area, just outside the ring area, and they're they're talking about how embarrassed, uh, embarrassing it had to have been for uh, Cody, and that he's um, that he's lucky that Pentagon didn't make his injury in his shoulder any worse, and that. Uh, just to sum it up that, uh, oh, he said, uh, Cody, if Cody is the prince of wrestling, then Pentagon is the prince of, uh, Lucha Libre. And that got quite the pop from the crowd, the Lucha Libre chant going on there. <laughs> True Colors here says, I swear, Shivani gets interrupted every interview. Yeah, he had a rough night tonight, didn't he? He really did. And um, and that leads to a brawl because Pentagon says oh, you're not even going to be able to hold your newborn baby with your your you know your your injured shoulder, and that just infuriated Cody. Jumps over the barrier, attacks Pentagon. Brawl breaks out. Has to get broken up moments later. And that is one of the big matches we're getting on the, um, what is next week's show called? The Shamrock Slam or something. It's, it, you know, St. Patrick's Day uh, show, and they've got some big matches. They really do. Uh, one of them is Cody versus Pentagon, as True Color says here. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. It's it's honestly, I'm, I'm going to. Go out there. I'm going to call it a dream match that I didn't know I wanted. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how Cody gets through this. I mean, obviously, Pentagon is a man of uh, some submissions. And it's, uh, you know, he's he has a different style than his brother, Phoenix. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And as much as I thought that this was going to be a headliner, it's not the headliner. We'll we'll get to that later when we find out who the headliner is for next week. Tony Khan was correct in what he said during the scrum. Um, <laughs> Zach Potiphar, is it really interview? Is it really a? interview he calls out whoever and then they just do a promo yeah it's uh well you know it's 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 a 
it's meant to be an interview. And like I said, to <clears throat> Tony Schiavone had a rough night. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Critical Stigs says it's about time for Pentagon. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it really is. Um, uh, you can call it a push if you want. It's, it's great to see uh, maybe the start of a great solo run for him. I mean, he's still part of the death triangle, you know. I there There's no, oh, he's gone from the death triangle. No. No, but there's no reason why he can't do solo stuff or any of them can't do solo stuff. So uh, really looking forward to this next week. Cody versus Pentagon. Next, we get a, a challenge from uh, a la Arcade, if you will. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, they want one more match with Miro and Kip. And uh, I don't know if that's going to happen next week. I don't know if that was stated already that that's going to happen. I got to double check the card for next week. Um Hopefully, as much as I love sexy Chucky T and Orange Cassidy, I'm really hoping that uh, Miro comes out of here with another another victory. He needs that. He needs that. We need to put this to rest and um, put Miro on another road here to becoming the beast he deserves to be, in my opinion, in my professional podcasting opinion. All right, next, we get, <laughs> and speaking of Tony having a rough night, he brings out Sting for an interview, and he's interrupted once again. It's not the last time. <laughs> it certainly is not the last time. Uh, a very interesting interruption here. Sting is interrupted by one Lance Archer, someone else who is in the face of the revolution. I mean, they're really putting these people out there that were in the face of the revolution. It seems like everybody from that match is getting a little, a, a little and or a lot of shine coming out of this. Very interesting. It's really great to see. So it's like, well, you got a winner. What happens to the rest of them? Well, they were all featured here. They were all featured here in one way or another. It's great to see. Yeah, interview, using my quote fingers again. Um, Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts comes out and interrupts him. And so uh, this is, uh, you know, no fighting, just uh, rudely interrupting, cuts a short promo, and then leaves with Jake. <laughs> Jake grabbed the mic, says, Stanger. <laughs> that was cute. So, yeah, Sting. Yeah, True Color says Sting versus Archer should be really interesting. It, um, it is. It really is. Uh, this is obviously going to be a slow burn towards something. I'm, I'm a little surprised to see Sting right away. I mean, he had a hell of a match. I, I just want to give give them props again. That. That street fight at Revolution, the cinematic one, absolutely amazing. Absolutely. One of the best, dare I say, 
by some opinions I've seen out there, the best cinematic match that I've seen since the inception of all this stuff going on during the pandemic. Absolutely one of the best. <laughs> Critical sting with a TNA chant. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> Stanger versus Dallas, if you're going to go the TNA route, right? So, <laughs> I mean, Lance Archer's really been around, around for a long time, if you think about it, you know. It's uh, mid-2000s. mid, mid He's had quite the road. <clears throat> so we'll see where this goes. I'm very curious um, to see what Sting does with Archer. Mark's in here. Good morning, Mark. Um, we have, what's next? Ah, the debut. Yeah, there were some chuckles about this, unfortunately. Um, good match. Good match between the debut, in-ring debut on Dynamite of Ethan Page Versus Lee Johnson, they seem to be having some audio issues with uh, sounded like a playback of some basketball audio. Poor Ethan. I believe they put this full match up on the YouTube channel, and I don't know if they corrected the audio or not, but I'm assuming they did. Uh, if you want to watch what it's supposed to sound like, um, yeah, True Color says AEW uploaded the full match on YouTube. <clears throat> Thank you. So, yeah, um, they at least they did that because, I mean, it was unfortunate for Ethan. I mean, it was uh, it, it basically sounded like two different arenas going on. It was weird. And um, the, the most comical part of it, unfortunately, was the defense. Defense. <laughs> and, <laughs> And it was usually when Ethan was doing some big offensive thing to lead Lee Johnson out there. QT Marshall uh, at ringside got to mention because that does become part of this at the end. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a bummer for Ethan, but it's uh, it's it's not something that's going to you know destroy him. He'll he he's new. It's it's a fresh start in a new brand. I'm, uh, I'm happy for him. He just put out a new vlog. I'm going to be catching up on that later today. And um, so, yeah. Be uh, interesting to see what all happens with Ethan Page. Uh, I, I certainly do wish him the best of luck in this brand because he is still, I mean, even though his departure, and we don't need to, you know, deep dive into this, his departure from Impact was uh, uh, messy to say the least, but uh, still one of my favorites. I, have big, I see big things for him here. You know, his uh, charisma and his in-ring abilities will shine, I'm sure, in AEW. Um. <laughs> Mark says karma. A <laughs> uh, little bit of karma there. Yeah, not going to lie, but uh, yeah. So, but good match nonetheless. Uh, Lee Johnson taking the big L here from Ethan Page's debut and with a little beatdown at the end. And QT Marshall 
just stands by at ringside and watches and then slowly backs away, walks away from ringside, simultaneous to Dustin Rhodes coming out to the rescue of Lee Johnson. So there's some, there's a couple different things here going on. Obviously, there is a breakdown from the natural nightmares as we saw at Revolution, QT Marshall spitting at Dustin Rhodes when, when things didn't go right in the uh, Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. So obviously there is some, uh, you know, dissension there, some parting of the ways, if you will, of QT Marshall from the uh, Nightmare family. And QT Marshall is a very talented guy. We just haven't seen a whole lot of shine on him in this brand. So what is next? What is next for QT Marshall? Is he going to start his own family? Is he going to start his own group as he branches away from the Nightmare family? That remains to be seen. Is this also going to start something? Are we going to see like Ethan Page versus Dustin Rhodes? Is that going to happen? Maybe QT Marshall will take Ethan Page under his wing as he starts something new. We'll have to wait and see. I'm very curious to see how this all is going to unfold, and I hope you are too. Next, we've got a quick little segment here with Hangman Adam Page and his new mower that he uh, bought recently from the big winnings. What if he got that in a briefcase of cash or a, just a giant check from Tony Khan as this was the, uh, the first quarter earnings of Matt Hardy? So he talked about he bought a few things. One of them was the mower that he was riding there. And then all of a sudden, Johnny Hungy comes out with the rest of <laughs> the Dark Order saying, hey, let's uh, let's go for ice cream. Everybody piles on the, uh, the mower and it almost flips as he does a, a wheelie going off camera and leave, unfortunately leaving five... Poor five, poor five. He just uh, doesn't does not get the love he deserves in this group. Very, very interesting, comical. But you got to wonder if this is actually going to go somewhere. All right, we continue. Uh, Tony out there again, ready to interview the one of the newest members of the AEW roster, Christian Cage, only to be interrupted by bunch of girls with with brooms what is what is going on yeah everybody's confused uh, this is not part of christian cage's entrance i don't think as they're saying as all this happens and well of course <clears throat> kenny omega's music starts completely taking the shine away from uh christian cage's dynamite debut Kenny coming out with Don Callis and the Good Brothers in tow. 
Biz Cliz is alive here, folks. They come out to the ring and they talk about, you know, they, they crack some jokes about what happened at the end, of course, of um, of Revolution. Where's, where's the kaboom? So they crack some jokes about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. True Color says, nobody likes five. <laughs> Poor five. Oh, Zach Bonifer. Jeez Louise. Oh, the shade. He said he got the mower from the Mexicals. I love the Mexicals. But anyways, uh, in, in the, <laughs> and in my defense of that, uh, I did not realize at the time um, how uh, how ignorant at the time that uh, that that gimmick was just, just, uh, just, and to realize later what it actually meant. And it was like, Oh my God. Yeah, that really was horrible. So, <laughs> Hey, the more, you know, right. So, um, but we continue to so see yeah, how Kenny comes out with Don Callis and the good bros. And, uh, Don Callis claims Kenny is the king of the death match. Interesting. Your thoughts on that? And uh, out comes Eddie Kingston because they're talking about Mox and they're talking about Kingston and uh, a little bit of realism here. Don Callis absolutely destroys Eddie Kingston and he's like, you know, you were you were this close to taking it all at Impact Wrestling and then I had to fire you because you just you know you uh. You, you you create he basically says he created his own demise you know and um then out comes mox because of course eddie kingston's always ready for a fight no matter what the odds are takes a punch at kenny there incites the brawl it's three on one it's ugly Don Callis and Toe, of course. Out comes Mox. And this spills to the outside of the ring as it does spill out to the outside of the ring. We get the entrance that we so deserved earlier. Christian Cage comes out to what looks like a fallen Kenny Omega in the middle of the ring with somebody lost their shoes. Whose shoes were that? <laughs> Somebody left a really nice pair of shoes. What's this shoe thing going on? I don't understand that. Some people really enjoy their their clean looking shoes. Um, I'm not a shoe guy. I have one pair of shoes, folks. I have one pair of shoes. I don't know, like you know, some outside work boots that I wear when I'm working in the yard. I'm not a shoe guy, but hey, everybody's got to have like their niche, right? So. Um, So Christian Cage comes out, and uh, things get physical. Short but sweet little thing between uh, Kenny and Christian Cage getting physical in the ring. Christian Cage is just about to drop his finisher on him, and Don Callis pulls Kenny out of the ring just in time, and they scurry off, leaving leaving the AEW title in the ring 
for Christian to stand over and he holds it for a brief moment, looking at it like, hey, could add this to my championship case at home, maybe. So I'm certainly looking forward to seeing this, what I would call a dream match. <clears throat> Excuse me, in the future, down the road in AEW somewhere. Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Is this going to happen sooner than later? Is this going to be a slow burn? We'll see what happens next year. Obviously, Kenny has other things coming up sooner than later in April at one Impact Wrestling Rebellion. Next, we get a three-on-three, -three, which was very entertaining and, and fun to watch. Uh, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Maki Ito singing through a majority of this. And it's it's her... her uh, <clears throat> I think she has limited wrestling ability in the ring, but it's still very entertaining. <clears throat> Obviously, <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously... Uh, very talented women like Thunder Rosa carrying some of the action here and making Maki Ito look good. So, uh, but it didn't take away from this. You know, you just notice little things like that. So we'll see how long Maki Ito sticks around uh, with her singing abilities and her uh, comical in-ring <laughs> competition. But, um, but Hikaru Shida... Thunder Rosa and uh, Rio Mizunami, who was also very entertaining in the ring, I got to add. They get the win here, but we're going to remember the beatdown that Thunder Rosa got after beating Maki Ito in the ring, which looked like a modified driver. I'm not sure what uh, Thunder Rosa's finisher is here. But uh, but it, it certainly dropped Maki Ito on her head, getting the one, two, three. But Thunder Rosa then is immediately beat down from Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Maki Ito. And this leads to the announcement of headlining next week during the – somebody put it in there. What are they calling next week's main show? It was like the Shamrock Slam or something. I don't know, something like that. Something to do with <clears> – <throat> Uh, St. Patrick's Day, the holiday. Um, we're getting uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, and that is going to headline next week. I can't wait for that. And it sounds like that's going to be a lights-out match. So who knows what kind of chaos uh, they're going to do. True Color says St. Patrick's Day Slam. Okay. I was close. I like Shamrock Slam. Actually, that sounds like something you'd get at Denny's. I'd like to order the Shamrock Slam, please. And an extra large portion of the Slam to go. Hell yeah. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, the beatdown from Thunder Rosa. I can't wait for that main event next week. Next, we got uh, Matt Hardy with Private Party in the back. And um, Matt Hardy with his sour grapes. 
<laughs> after his loss to Hangman Page and uh, Private Party is trying to uh, help him, cheer him up and everything. And uh, he says he introduces a new group that he's taking under his wing. This is, I'm not sure what to think about this, but it's very interesting. A new tag team to the fold under the wing of Matt Hardy is the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny. And they have an interesting little face-off with Private Party, like, oh, I'm not sure how these guys are going to sit here. Are, sit, are these guys all going to sit cozy together at the side of uh, Matt Hardy? That remains to be seen. Now, I believe they have a match next week. i got to double-check the card, but... Um, was it versus Bear Country and Jurassic Express, I believe, a four-on-four. Four. But their goal eventually here is to destroy the Dark Order, from what it sounds like. So we'll have to see. <clears throat> Just reading the chat here. Uh, Polar Family, what's up, man? He says he is not sold on the Butcher and the Blade with Hardy. Yeah, we'll have to see how it uh, how it plays out. I mean, the he, Matt Hardy certainly did help Private Party. I feel you know, and they got a nice little nice little shine heading over to uh, Impact Wrestling, going for the tag team championships unsuccessfully. But it was still a nice moment for them to go somewhere else and get noticed and get some more eyes on them. But we'll we'll see how it happens. I mean, sometimes you just uh, you try something new, because I feel like the Butcher and the Blade are a tremendous tag team, but they haven't had that moment to really break out and shine. I mean, they did have a shot, I believe, at the tag titles, or was it just? A match against, um, maybe it was just a match against uh, the Young Bucks. I don't actually, I don't think it was for the titles. I think that's when, was that when FTR had the titles? I forget. It goes back a few months. Last fall, whenever it was. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I hope this does work. We'll see where it goes. I'm not going to place any immediate judgment on it. There's some people not feeling it in the chat, but let's, let's see where it goes. Let's, let's not poo-poo it right away. Okay. Critical Sting says, so Bunny is never going to wrestle again, huh? Well, that I don't know. You know, maybe... Maybe that's what she wants. I, I'm not sure why she hasn't gotten in the ring much. I know there was a thing last, was it last summer? They had a brief uh, thing where she was tagging with, um, uh, what was it? Oh, Brandy Rhodes. And then they uh, had some short rivalry. I'm not sure where that went. That kind of fizzled. I don't remember. But um, yeah, we'll see. I'd love to see her in the ring again. I'm not sure. <laughs> Mark says he misses Allie too. Yeah, she was a great part of Impact Wrestling, and then she went over to AEW, 
you know, in their uh, inception of things. And, uh, yeah, she had some in-ring competition in the beginning, and then uh, it just kind of – she just kind of went away and just became the, the valet. Now, granted, look, I don't want to take anything away from Allie here. She is a good valet. A valet, excuse me. And, um, you know, yeah, and she's, yeah, she, you she, yeah, Polar says she followed her husband. Well, yeah, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, as others do, you know, so why not? It's, it's, we, we need, honestly, we need more like that. We have some significant ones in this brand, like Vicky Guerrero, you know, who is a manager, mentor. You could put any title on that, you know, certainly more than a valet. But I feel like valets are needed because I feel like that's something that's a nod to the old school days of, uh, you know, like, uh, you, know, you know, Missy Hyatt, among many others, stuff like that. Critical Sting says... Allie signed before her husband did, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember what, what all happened and what, but, you know, obviously they ended up together, so. I'm sure Allie had a part in that, getting her husband in there. So, but anyways. Uh, where's, what's next here? Okay, so then we got the AEW TNT Championship because Scorpio Sky won the face of the revolution match, gra grabbing that very large brass ring, which was a, a little comical. You know, I was kind of like, oh, it actually is a brass ring there. But nonetheless, he got his shot at the TNT title here against Darby Allen defending uh, successfully. Great match. Ending in what looks to be the complete heel turn of Scorpio Sky as he uh, he, he put some kind of uh, uh, ankle lock, whatever, on him and uh, making Darby Allen tap out. So I, I would not be surprised to see if Scorpio Sky actually gets another shot at Darby Allen, but he looked very, very satisfied with what he did after that, bringing out several referees to the ring to try to get him to stop. Heel hook, thank you. Um, but but Darby eat him with a uh, excuse me. Darby beat him with an inside cradle, a wrestling move. You know so. Showing that Darby Allen is not all, you know, coffin drops. And, I mean, he is a really tremendous wrestler. And, you know, this match honestly did take a while to really get going because of the grappling that was going on in the ring. So, uh, so yeah, Scorpio Sky really breaking out on his own here. Um Break, uh, break, yeah. Polar family says Sky's turned pretty much killed SCU, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you, you know, Kaz in 
Kaz and uh, Christopher Daniels are still known as SCU, but it certainly does. Uh, certainly does, you know, break that up in uh, more ways than one. So, so yeah, uh, if this leads to Scorpio Sky getting another shot, I'm certainly going to uh, enjoy that. Maybe a, a ladder match, you know? That'd be interesting. I'd like to see that versus Darby Allen. These guys can, you know, go for uh, 20 minutes to a half an hour or whatever. Would love to see it. And last but certainly not least, what we were waiting for to see what is going to become of the inner circle. We saw teases of that after um, the unsuccessful attempt at getting the AEW Tag Team Championships from Jericho and MJF against the Bucks and Revolution saying that they were going to have a war council at uh, this week's Dynamite. So out comes Jericho, MJF, Santana, Ortiz, and Hagar. And it's, it sounded like Jericho wanted to maybe add someone to the inner circle, which is very interesting. You know, who was he maybe going to add? We don't know. It certainly was not going to be the guy who came out, Sammy Guevara. But then um, MJF says, no, it's, it's time to uh, maybe get rid of someone from the inner circle. And, Sammy Guevara comes out. He's like, you just got to watch this. You just got to watch this. Turns uh, Jericho's attention to the big video screen in the back, the big Tron. And it shows Santana and Ortiz hanging out with Hagar. MJF comes in and says, it's time. We've been planning this for a while. It is time to kick out Jericho from the inner circle. Cue back to the middle of the ring where everybody is standing. And MJF is like, I didn't want it to go down like this, but here you go. Get them boys. And Hagar, Santana and Ortiz slowly make their way to the other side of the ring, but then stand at the side of Jericho. It's like you stupid son of a, Bitch, MJF, did you really think that these guys were going to turn on me? And he shoves MJF down to the opposite corner of the ring, firing him from the inner circle. And so Jericho is flanked by Hagar, Santana Ortiz, and a returning Sammy Guevara, very interesting you know, bringing all this to the light. Is this going to heal up things? And I mean, heal as in a positive way of healing, not heal. Uh, is this going to heal up things between Sammy and Chris Jericho? We have to wait and see. Because uh, I certainly want to see more of the tag team of Sammy Hagar. Uh, <laughs> 
accused Sammy Hagar with the promo talking about his favorite tag team of Sammy Guevara and Jake Hagar. So then MJF reveals that he was creating his own group all along. Lights out in the ring. And there appears Wardlow. Tully Blanchard with FTR and Sean Spears all with a beat down to the inner circle. Busting open the head of Chris Jericho, dragging him to the stage for Wardlow to powerbomb him off the stage through a bunch of tables to the outside. Um, <laughs> uh, a new inception of a, uh, uh, a horseman, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to call this. I, I saw something online about the outer circle. I, I think that's horrible. I don't, I hope they don't call it that. Um, so I, I like this. I like this. Is this going to turn into some large war games type match coming up? I certainly hope so because it's got all the combustible factors here between inner circle and MJF's new group. Very interesting. I mean, we saw that recently with the return of Sean Spears. I am excited to see him. They call him the chairman. And he certainly did take out Sammy Guevara. Uh, and we have we haven't heard a lot about uh, Sean Spears' return and you know what all happened with that. Was he was he injured? Was he unhappy? Because they even they even took him off the roster page, but then he returned for I believe it was a week or two later when they did the tribute show to Brody Lee. And he was out there on the stage with the whole roster. So, you know, where does this leave? Um, you know, what are we going to call this new group? Light up the chat. What would you call this? I mean, yeah, okay, you could call this. You know, you could jokingly, someone said, oh, Eric Travis, thank you. The poor horseman, J-Bone. Yes, the poor horseman. Uh, <laughs> Mark says, hashtag putch, excuse me. Push X L A X. Sure. Uh, hopefully that'll bring some uh, more shine to these guys. Uh, they have not left the side of Jericho. So the inner circle is still alive and well with Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hagar, and the former LAX, Santana and Ortiz. But now we've got this new group of MJF who seems to be leading Tully Blanchard with FTR Wardlow, of course, still at the side of MJF looking larger than life here in this closing segment and Sean Spears, the chairman. So, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what happens here. Yeah, Eric Travis says Spears new look is awesome. I agree. He's got that uh, short, Short blonde mohawk, you know, it's a it's a fresh look, clean look. <clears throat> Let's 
So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I hope this leads to some uh, huge, crazy, exploding war games death match, you know, because you got to top that. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, let me know your thoughts in the chat about this new team of MJFs. What would you call it? I'm sure we're going to find out sooner rather than later. So, rather than later, excuse me. So, that is a fallout from Revolution. I thoroughly enjoyed this um, this fallout episode of AEW Dynamite. We got a lot of new beginnings and a lot of new rivalries that we're going to see play out in the following weeks and months ahead. We've got a huge card for next week for the uh, St. Paddy's Day Slam or Shamrock Slam, whatever you want to call next week's show on AEW Dynamite headlined by Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a lights out no DQ match. Can't wait. Can't wait. Very excited to see the ladies headline this one. Um, they certainly deserve it. Uh, they're going to shine here. <clears throat> a polar family says Pentagon didn't do too bad on the microphone either. Yeah, his English is improving. Of course, he had Alex at his side there and no shade to uh, Pentagon. But yeah, great to see. Great to see him get this moment. He'll be in a match with uh, Cody. Can't wait to see how that goes. He's going to, man, he is going to rip up Cody. I can't wait to see that. Pentagon being one of my favorites still from the old days of rest in peace, Lucha Underground. You know, it's <laughs> it's crazy to think where everybody went over the course of the last uh, few years after the, um, the passing of Lucha Underground. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to see what happens next week. Certainly tune in back here and smash this podcast as we get out of here, folks. Don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, and ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. Also on the audio at anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast where it goes all over the place. Spotify, Apple, Google, CastBox, Verbal, Podbean. Who knows where it's going to show up next? So for your bone on the go, go check that out. No throwback tonight. We had some uh, scheduling problems. We had some stuff going on. So we're going to continue the throwback next week, as far as I know. And uh, who knows? I might go live later tonight with some other stuff. Uh, you know, seeing as this was a little off, I didn't do this last night. It is now Thursday. We'll see. Uh, and if, if not, well, hey, you know I'll be back Friday night for uh, for SmackDown or whatever else happens with the latest uh, news and whatnot in the world of professional wrestling. So we get out of here. Have a tremendous Thursday. Much love, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you.